Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler and this week's episode is an International Women's Day special with Jackie Duckworth, co-founder of Uninvisibility and Visible Start and Fiona Cameron, senior learning and development business partner at Group M. And the conversation is all about Visible Start, this programme Jackie launched with Brixton Finishing School to enable midlife women to gain employment, all sponsored by WPP, which is where Fiona comes in. We backtrack a little and talk about how things all started with the Uninvisibility Project, which really sets up this issue of midlife women feeling there is no way back into the industry after becoming a parent or taking a career break. We, of course, get into the detail around how Visible Start came about, how it works and how it's going brilliantly, by the sounds of things, and how this perception of women 40 and over is gradually shifting for the good. Jackie is brilliant. She's sharp, she's articulate, she's clearly so passionate about this cause and Fiona is this living, breathing example of just what this programme and the community around it is capable of. So we start in that all too familiar place right back at the beginning and with me asking Jackie what led her to launch Visible Star. Jane Evans, my partner and I, we founded Uninvisibility four years ago. I can't believe it's been four years. With a very, very simple mission, as in the sentence is simple. The Mm. challenge isn't. And it's to unleash the power of midlife women. My career has all been in media, on the media owner side for over 30 years. Jane's career is all on the agency side in the creative director capacity. We obviously noticed that whenever there was a round of redundancy, It seemed to be that the first tranche was always midlife women who were going to take the chop. And we felt obviously very passionate that in order to change the social narrative of the relevance of midlife women in society, the first place you need to change that is in the workplace. We discovered just through research and listening that Mark Reed had highlighted the fact that within WPP, there was a real problem in resource retention in the digital side of things. I'm sure it was across all agencies. And it is the classic of you recruit graduates who are obviously keen to get into advertising, digital Mm. being the very sexy part of the business. They train them and then after a year, they'd be poached by the opposition, double Mm. their salary. And so Mm. this revolving door was a real issue. So we approached Mark and said that we believed that we had a solution. That we believed that if we could get a program to encourage and appeal to midlife women to come into the workplace, then what we believed would happen is that giving these women an opportunity to kickstart their career, Mm. that they would be very loyal and grateful and show that they were worth investing in. And so therefore, this revolving door problem would be resolved. We went to Brixton Finishing School and we white-labeled what they deliver and hence Visible Start was born. So it was a pilot rolled up. We turned it around very quickly. Mark was absolutely amazing. We pitched to him. And within 24 hours, he gave wow. us green Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so that's how it was born. We did a pilot in the end of lockdown 21, and we rolled out program two, which was completed at the end of 2022. So not only launching this, which is sort of fairly groundbreaking anyway, with the biggest communications in the world, but in lockdown as well. Yeah. I mean, how was that? It was fortuitous for us. It wasn't a negative. It was a right. positive. Because one of the 
One of the things about our company is that it's tiny. We've got no money. And the beauty of Zoom, it gave us the opportunity to connect with loads of women across the country. And it wasn't any hassle for them. We'll talk more in detail about the course, but there was no hassle or cost to them to go to a venue. As much as we loved the social interaction, but it was a very easy commercial vehicle for us to utilize without any cost in terms of event space and that kind of thing. So it was very fortunate for us that And I guess all the time and arrangements that you would need to make with childcare or commitments you've got to physically go somewhere. Yeah, that hadn't dawned on me at all. That's incredible. Siona, tell us about your story, how you come across Visible Start. I originally met Jane Evans Mm. through a Bloom UK network event because I'm a member of Bloom UK Network. Friends of the IB UK podcast. Yes, of course. (laughs) And and I spoke to Jane and she obviously with passion described exactly what Jackie has spoken about. And I said, anything that you are doing, I would love to be part of, love to support it, love to Mm. get involved. And originally I signed up on the Uninvisibility Project website that Jane had started. So when the Visible Start program came up, initially I joined it because I wanted, I was, you know, wanted to find out what this was all about. I wanted to support Jane because I thought what she was doing was wonderful. And she was certainly had the energy and the passion to be the figurehead and voice for a lot of midlife women who felt invisible and slightly isolated within the community. So I suppose for me during Visible Start, there was three things that really attracted me. The first thing was curiosity. I didn't know what it was all about. It sounded a little bit scary, a little bit interesting. And also, it was just, it sparked my curiosity of what I could learn. And the second thing was community. It was gathering sort of like-minded talent and diverse midlife women. It was actually, once I went into that zone, a very powerful place to be. Because normally we're quite isolated. There's only one of us. And so we don't ever get together as a group and feel that collective power. Mm. We get separated, you know, because it's never, we're always a kind of minority within a group. So for me, it was about the sense of community and what was possible, really. I think Mm. we make lots of assumptions about where my future was and where it could be. And I felt the corporate environment wasn't an inclusive place. So I did set up my own business. But when I walked into the visible stars, I thought, ah, you know, what could be possible? Hmm. It was those three things, really. It was career opportunities, community and curiosity that brought me there. Yeah, I'm really fascinated by what you said about the the idea that there is a community of midlife women, but that you the, but that you don't have that sense of sort of shared community. Almost everything in our industry is geared around you know networking events. Things we do are about people coming together. But of course, if it's at five o'clock, or if it's for people that 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 aren't currently in work and need to go and do other things, like it, it doesn't quite work for everyone in that way. I guess. I think also too that that one of the things that we <laughs> noticed a lot of these women aren't on social platforms. And with my lack of prowess in terms of being able to connect (laughs) one midlife woman with another, and also the whole GDPR compliance thing, we, Jane, reached out to one of the women in our network, our Uninvisibility Network, a woman called Ruby, who lives in Australia, and she delivered and created Visible Society. So we have this community platform called Visible Society, 
which has got no advertising. You're only allowed in if I let you in. And it was an opportunity for these women that Fiona absolutely said highlighted when they registered to start the program that they felt isolated, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, despairing. And what was great about this community is that it was a safe space where they could share their thoughts and concerns and just general chatting and just the one of the beauties about what we do, the sister-to-sister collaboration, is that there were the upside of Visible Start, which is much greater than any other returner program, is that we guaranteed jobs at the end of it for these women to apply for. Right. So we didn't guarantee that they would get the job, but we guaranteed that they had the opportunity to apply, which separately they would never have got front-facing, never ever, they Mm. they wouldn't have got past first base. So so that community, that job opportunity, that community element for them was really important. And when we've spoken to other people saying, oh, you know, well, did they sharpen up their elbows and attack each other? You know, because if you knock one out, then you've got more of a chance. Absolutely not. During these sessions that we had, you know, there were women who broke down crying. There were pe- women who were very traumatized by what they've gone through. And all that happened is that the women all reached out and helped. And it's a beautiful thing to observe and watch that we are here for each other. We're not here to stamp over each other to get that goal. Yeah. I. It just makes me wonder. I wonder if that comment would ever be made about a network of men. Did they sharpen their elbows? This idea that putting a group of women together would do that. The job opportunity, of course, is kind of the bit at the end, but there's lots more to it, Jackie, isn't there? Tell us a bit yes. about what it encompasses. Yes. So so I think and um, Fiona will, I'm sure, give testament and her input on it. But I think the most important thing for us is that we recruited all women. Your criteria is that you had to be 45 plus women because 45 is when women start, you know, being exited from mm. the workplace. And But we, Jane did all the creative assets. She did a marvellous marketing campaign. We had wonderful collaborators who are very caring in the industry to give us free space to promote it. We got 300 women signed up for the pilot and over 90 active throughout the course. So we asked them what they felt going into the course. And that's where we got this understanding that they felt, you know, all these lacking self-confidence, isolation. But we also wanted to make sure that we were giving them an accessible program that worked around their timeframe, not ours. So every single module we repeated twice, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, once Mm. in the evening. We recorded every session. We housed those sessions on the Visible Society platform. And we also made sure that if anyone suffered from any neurodiversity issues, that we would help them through that process as well. What was really pertinent is that the first half of the course is to make them, my job is to give them a hug and make them feel loved and make them understood that they are fantastic, that they're not washed up, wrinkled old biddies in the corner that they have and that they are valuable. And it's very interesting because when you start the course, obviously we're Zoomtastic. So many of the women, camera switched off, muted. They would only respond through the chat mechanic. Right. And by the end of the course, they were full on, you know, the full <laughs> frontals, you know, empowered. And we talked about what their transferable skills are. We highlighted to them that they just didn't know how good they were because yes. they were doing yeah. this already. Yeah. And it's how you persuade them and encourage them to believe that those skills that they already possess are valuable in the workforce. So the first half is really about them. And WP really kind of plugged into that with lots of confidence boosting programs, talking about brand me, how they 
talk about themselves because the two things that women do, our default position is an apologetic one. Our first word that we say is sorry. We, if we look at a role and there are eight criteria and we've got six, we won't apply. Our counterparts, if they've got two out of six, they would definitely apply. So we've got yeah. to yeah. reframe their mindset and that kind of imposter syndrome, which really manifests itself. So that's the front end. The front end is about them. And then the back end of the course is really all about WPP as our sponsors. So talking to these women, what advertising means, because an awful lot of these women didn't know anything about that. And then drilling down in terms of the the individual aspects of getting to the final result, which is the world of digital. So it was very uh, labor-intensive in terms of how many people were involved. We had 200 mentors at WPP proactively signing up saying, we love Visible Start, how can we help? As well as we got guest speakers who are midlife women from other aspects of advertising to come and talk to these women about their life stories, which also gave them hope. The one thing that we've given them is hope. Yeah. And I'm sure Fiona will talk through her story, but every single woman who's who we've now employed both within WPP and externally, 26 women have found work because of us. And all they have said, I cry a lot. I'm an absolute mess. Three people told me yesterday they got a job. You couldn't have done a podcast with me yesterday. But <laughs> I think that it's just joyous to see yeah. that we've given them hope and belief in themselves again. Yeah. Do you feel that hope and belief, Fiona? I certainly do. And I think it's really about, you know, what your career options are. And I think if you can't see that yeah. there are options yeah. out there for you because you are isolated, because you are removed from, as you say, these collective groups that believe in you or that there's opportunities. There's a lot of gatekeepers that you have to go through yeah. to get a role in the first place, you know, whether that's a recruitment company, HR, whether that's talent, you know, acquisition teams, whether that's the company themselves, an organization. So there is this kind of cultural belief yeah. that we don't belong anymore in organizations. And if you start to feel that and believe that, you start to feel other that. And therefore, you don't see yourself in, in a future role in that. And what Visible Start did for me, I mean, I had my own business at the time and I just had assumed, made assumptions that I no longer belonged in that workplace because I didn't, I couldn't see the opportunities for me to thrive within that environment. And when I went into Visible Star, it was actually an eye opener for me because I didn't intend to go back into that environment. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is a possibility. This could be something that is open to me. And it was just giving me options. That's what it did. It opened up my head to, you know, a joyful idea of what could be. And as Jackie said, you know, it reframed what was possible for me in my future. And you felt like your option in starting your business, that's what you should have done, even though that wasn't necessarily what you sort of intensely wanted to do. Your idea was, well, that's really the only thing I can do. Yeah, I felt at the time it was a positive option for me, but I also felt, you know, I have a kind of history of experience within the communication field. So I trained as an actress, I was a teacher, I was a TV commercials producer. I I did work in advertising and I worked in one of the Group M agencies. And it got to a certain stage when I was in my 50s where I 
just started to feel that I no longer right. belonged there. Yeah. The, there yeah. wasn't that inclusive environment. Yeah. That is changing and has changed. Yeah. Even in the time that I've been out of the industry and come back in. So there is positive change happening. Yeah. But Visible Start is one of those initiatives that really takes action. It doesn't talk about that change. It doesn't write documents about it. It actually does it. Yeah. And that's the difference because once you feel the energy of that movement, you want to get on board. You want yeah. to be part of that. And, you know, for me, it was latterly, you know, I trained as a yoga teacher and upskilled as a career coach. And that's what I was doing before I walked into the visible start. And it just completely changed my future. And here I am in a learning and development role in Great Bend. I'm very yeah. happy to be here. I just say your CV is sensational, Fiona. I mean, the things you've done, you've produced television, yoga. I mean, it's just what a fantastic CV. I mean, when you think about sort of transferable skills, it's kind of like. If you actually came into the visible start room, I'm not unusual. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No one's just done this one thing in their lane. Oh, right. Amazing. Um, What was absolutely astounded by the variety and the richness of experience, lived experience, life experience, work experience. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm, you know, Jackie will, you know, I'm sure you had those wow moments yourself when you met all these women in the room. And I was like, wow, I'm part of, part of this. What a group of amazing women. It was incredible. And I think a very seminal moment for me when we launched the second program. So we had a launch event and it was held in their offices and Mark Reed turned up to obviously do a panel talk about it. And he said that he suddenly realized that he now had the competitive edge because he had midlife women in the workforce. Because what he recognized, and what's really important to get across, is that midlife women bring so much to the table. They bring so much to the party. What they bring is wisdom and sage advice and experience. And I think just... It's not that they're there to lecture and what they enable the younger generation to do is to see what could benefit the business and benefit each individual team player and benefit the clients that they work with. So it's a really valuable commodity. And I just think that it's been proven that if you get more and more midlife women in senior executive positions in any industry, then those businesses are more successful. It's just a given. It's factually proven. So this is what we need to do. We just need to, and this is why it's so wonderful that WPP, yeah. we're now embedded in their DNA because they totally and under, totally recognize that this element of leveling up, I guess, which is really important, is of value to the business. It's not a tick box exercise. They don't hi- showcase it saying, you know, aren't we wonderful on our DNI thing? They just passionately believe yeah, that, that it's that, of value to the business. That's amazing. And you just can't underestimate the value of having an exec sponsor like Mark, one, making that decision in 24 hours, two, turning up, three, saying that that feels like his competitive advantage. If you ask a room full of 20 agencies, you know, what's your competitive advantage? Data, speed, you know, efficiency, all of these other things. I just don't think many people would naturally get there. So what an incredible thing to say. And I, I love it when you're talking about, you know, people coming on 
women coming on, you know, cameras off, you know, and then by the end, you know, they have sort of so many events you go to, training courses where you do the little feedback form and then you take it. It's like best feedback form ever. You've actually changed what you're doing. And what was wonderful is that we managed to have a live event when the programme finished in December, which was very kindly, Group M offered up some space so that we Mm. could have that. And they invited some of the mentors there whose brief it was, you know, make sure these people, these women, when they come in, you know, make them feel welcome. And none of that needed to happen because they all just ran up and embraced each other. And, you know, they came up to me and pinched me. Are you real? Are you real, Jackie? And it was the wonderful celebration. It was this community that could actually face-to-face for the first time. And it was very exceptional, wasn't it? It was wonderful, Fiona. It was really joyful. And meeting people in in person yeah. was after being on Zoom, which was great. But actually meeting everybody, like you said, was a very energetic, joyous, yeah. celebratory event. And it was lovely. General invisibility of midlife women in advertising. You feel like it's moving on? Uh, certainly from our perspective, from Uninvisibility, yes. There are a lot of organisations and, you know, like-minded women who really believe that the social narrative has to change. I think it is beginning to amplify. It's very interesting that the government and various other, I guess, reports are stating that you've got to get the over 50s back to work. You've got to address the balance. Obviously, yeah. our focus is women. It's mm-hmm. a very, very simple problem that we haven't earned enough. We haven't saved enough. You're making us redundant 45. I'm 57. I'm, my generation is going to live to 100. The generation yeah. after us is going to live post 100. If you make us redundant and you don't allow us the opportunity to earn, then we're going to be destitute. So there is method mm. in terms of the madness of saying that bring us back to work. We give value. We give added value. You know, we are a bonus to you by employing us. And we say to the younger generation, if you don't support this and you don't endorse this, you're just going to be in our shoes 20 years from now. 100%. And what are the things that are still getting in the way? In my mind, you know, you talked a lot about how midlife women feel within themselves, that kind of imposter, the idea that they're outside of this thing. But there's a whole bunch of cultural and structural stuff in there as well, isn't it? I I think Fiona should really highlight just what WPP have done to embrace that because there's no point doing this if you then let these women go into the workplace and all you're going to do is stick them in a corner and people can observe them yeah. going, oh, that's that woman that we employed because yeah. we're doing this, you know. We've got it in the creds deck. Exactly. Doing it. Yeah. So, but WPP have just embraced it wholeheartedly, haven't they, Fiona? Yes, I think it was a pleasant surprise when I walked back into the organisation to see the changes that have happened. And one of the most important things is, you know, how you feel about yourself. You can get into an organisation and a company, but but staying there is how you feel about how the culture is, how you embed yourself within and how you feel about how inclusive that culture is. And I have really been surprised pleasantly by some of the structural, educational, and also personal support that I have had. And my biggest sponsor is Sandra Arnold, who is the head of learning and development for UK Mm. and NIA, who has really had a conversation with me and said, leave it with me. I think you'd be great for this role because I can see something in you that perhaps other people didn't. And, you know, to have a sponsor, she's now, you know, my line manager, to have that. So it's changing, it's having people that support individually, those that come in, but it's also things like, you know, having 
the ERGs, the, the employee regulated groups. Yeah. I'm part of Lifetimes, which is looking at multi-generational workforce and advocating for that. I'd like to give a big shout out to Amy Walker, who is the DE and I manager for Group M. She is this sort of gatekeeper and of these policies and part of them. We have many throughout the organization, yeah, yeah, but yeah. one of them is, you know, to have this multi-generational workforce yeah. and to be inclusive for all people of all ages. And so there are many things within the organization that we have in place because without that, you can't really change a culture. And one of the big things that I think was really important is that WPP have, you know, unconscious bias training, they have allyship training. And what they have also done is now trained their talent team and their recruitment team to be more inclusive when they're looking at age and beyond about how they approach those interviews, connections and contacts. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And also celebrating success stories, showing what is possible, because then other people were thinking it's possible for them, it's possible for me. Just ensuring that there is representation within the agencies and that we promote that, advertise that and celebrate that. We couldn't have done this without Amy. No question. She's just absolutely fabulous. We couldn't have done Launch Visible Start without her. You always need that. I mean, it's all very well, Mark being behind a bit. Yeah. To cascade. You need yes. a champion yes. there who's going to do this Absolutely. stuff. I love the fact that you called out your line manager, Fiona. It can't just be a figurehead saying it because it sort of sounds good and, you know, it's no. going to look good in a pitch. I love that you mentioned all the structural stuff. Last question for me, I guess, which is a practical one. There will be people listening to this podcast, no doubt, whether they work in an agency or a publisher, media and a platform ad tech, you know, whatever. What, what can they do? One, if personally they think, actually, this sounds like something for me, I want to get involved, I want to go through the journey Fiona's been on, or two, I'd actually like my company to be a bit like WPP and get involved. What can they do, Jackie? The first thing they can do is get in touch with me on both levels. So Mm. Jackie at uninvisibility.com, terrible name for a company. It's really difficult to spell. I still (laughs) screw up all the time on that. So apologies. You've got to buy all the domains that people misspell. (laughs) (laughs) Our mission as I said, is to unleash the power of midlife women. We want global domination one step at a time. So any industry, I know we want all industries, but within this industry, any media owner, please do get in touch. What we can achieve together, we can help with the culture transformation within the companies as well. So please get in touch. And also too, when we do more of these programs, I can tell you that we've reached out to people and say, Get in touch with your peer group. Get in touch with yeah. with the younger generation. Get your mothers to sign up for this. And what was very interesting in the second program, an awful lot of the women who registered found out through word of mouth. So open up to people who you think are seeking a second career and media owners and advertising agencies. Please, let's expand this because you can do it. You can achieve it. And as Fiona says, the success stories are very compelling and it's wonderful. It's really wonderful that we can make this difference. I think as well, the company culture has to reflect the initiatives put in place. Of course, exactly. Yeah. If you can do these wonderful initiatives, but if the culture isn't there and it's consulting, you know, external partners that have access to midlife women like the Visible Start program and also listen to women within your own organization and yeah. make changes to accommodate about what they actually want yeah. because they will be different for all women. It's not one fix. And I think it's, that collaboration, isn't it, Jackie, between yeah. bodies, organizations, and sharing best practice to, 
you know, advocate really for this bigger industry change. Yeah. And the biggest thing I think is to acknowledge the barriers in your own company. Acknowledge what is going on. Be aware of that. You know, if you can't see it, you can't change it, as the expression goes. So to be aware and what needs to be done and really start taking action because, you know, writing a policy is great and many companies have and, you know, a policy, but they're not taking action to make the difference, you know. And for me, that would be the biggest change I think that an organization would take. Very sage advice indeed. And it's always very hard to hold that mirror up to yourself and be very sort of self-critical and objective. Be even, you know, we hear about lots of DNI initiatives, particularly when belts get tightened. You know, it's like, oh, do, you know, should we be doing this? You know, it's kind of feels like it's more important than ever. I wonder if, you know, Mark Reed saying, you know, it's competitive advantage. You know, this kind of thing just becomes table stakes. You know, exactly. you can't afford not to do it. No, you know, exactly. imagine that you're the only agency to get into the pitch who doesn't have a program. Well, you know, it doesn't exactly perk up appetizers. My God, we could talk all morning. What a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much, Jackie and Fiona, for giving us some time. Um, It's our pleasure. I have learned an absolute boatload and we will link to your email and all the stuff that we talked about if people want to get in touch, but, and they absolutely should. Thank you again for giving us some time this morning. It's brilliant. Yeah. And I'd just like to finish. I mean, it's International Women's Day. This podcast is for. Yes. And for me, just personally, you know, for any women that are listening, I'd like to just say a couple of things. You know, believe in yourself, embrace change, and control your own narrative. Don't let an outdated version of stereotypes, cultural stereotypes of what a midlife woman should be, define and decide your own future. You know, write your own narrative. And it is never too late. I started my career change last year at 60. So it is possible. Things are possible and change is happening. And it's marvelous to be connected to Jackie and the Visible Start program because, you know, I feel that I'm part of movement that is making you change. You are. And we welcome all midlife women to sign up to Visible Society. Come and join our community. Meet Fiona there. Have fun chatting. (laughs) No, brilliant. Very articulate finish. Thank you, Fiona. I did also like. Jackie, your description of stereotypically wrinkled biddies, which I thought was very good as well. So we had the yin and the yang, in, which I thought was fantastic. Thank you again so much. Lovely. Thank Thanks, you. James. Bye bye. Jackie Duckworth and Fiona Cameron there. Without overplaying it, the idea of having this workforce of talent who between them have decades of experience, the kind of skills we're probably as an industry struggling to find and invariably paying well over the odds for just hidden in plain sight is fascinating when you think about it isn't it i love the mark reed line on visible start being wpp's point of difference i love uh, the speed of the decision making as jackie tells it and i guess the fact that they've just gone all in on this off the back of this conversation, I asked Jackie if she'd come and talk to a room full of industry leaders at our annual leadership summit up at Sopwell House. And I'm absolutely delighted that she's agreed to do it. It just felt to me like a conversation that needs to be had in a room full of decision makers, all of whom are probably facing very similar recruitment and retention challenges. And something like Visible Start just feels like a solution and I think after having that conversation with Fiona and Jackie a fairly obvious and straightforward one that's it for this week I really hope this episode energises you in and around International Women's Day thanks so much for listening (laughs) 
IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.